The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I will end with this story that I think is very, very crazy, very wild, very incredible, and is 100% authentic. This story can be found in the Maggid Speaks, which is written by Rabbi Pesach Kron, which everyone knows every story he said is verified. And the Maggid Speaks is not only stories from him, it's not, it's not him saying the story, these are stories that Rav Shalom Shradron said over so this is said by one of the Gidoilim, this story. And this story can be found on page 203 in the Maggot Speaks. That way you don't have to trust me. He says that there was a Shabbaton they had of Balei Tshuva, people who had gone from being irreligious to religious. And at the end of the Shabbos, they had people go around and tell their story. And one lady got up and said the following story. She and her husband were not religious. They worked for the government, and they were sent to America to be based out of America. Them and their children. One Sunday, they were traveling. They were going on a family outing, and they were going on some winding roads. And out of nowhere, suddenly, the weather changes started pouring. Her husband lost control of the car, and they went careening off a cliff. They smashed down lower on the mountain. And she and her husband, who were not wearing their seatbelts, went flying out of the window. She landed on the ground next to her husband. Her husband did not look okay. And she lost consciousness. She woke up to Ima, Ima, Ima. They were calling her. Her children were locked in the car, belted in, young children. And she woke up to hear them calling. And she got up and she realized the car was perched on a rock on the edge of another cliff. And so she ran to try and get her children out, but she realized very, very dangerous. If she pushes the car, it could fall off this cliff, and that'll be the end of her children. She wanted to reach them through the back door, but the back door was smashed, jammed shut. She opened the front door very gingerly and very carefully reached out and took two of her children out. But her third child was one row back, and she reached, and she could not reach from her position in the front. She's thinking, what's going to be with my child? I can't, how am I, I can't save her. She reaches, reaches as far as she can, as much as she can. And she says, till today, she doesn't understand what happened. But the next thing she knew, she was holding her child. She pulled all of her children out of the car and once again lost consciousness. Suddenly she hears her kids saying, Abba, Abba. She opens her eyes. Clearly, she sees there's a man walking towards her. It's not her husband. Her husband is lying next to her, motionless. She fears the worst for him. But there's a man coming towards them. Turns out this fellow had crashed off in the same spot on the road as them, but he was far less injured. And when he got out of his car to go call for help, he saw the family there. So he came to check on them, and then he went to the road, and he flagged down help for the whole family. They all got taken to the hospital. Unfortunately, the husband was no longer with them. The mother took a few months before she could leave the hospital, but Bar Hashem, she recovered. And she recounts at this Shabbaton, after coming out of the hospital, the whole time after this accident, all she kept thinking of, all she could, was ringing in her ears, how did I get my child into my arms. It doesn't make sense. I couldn't reach. I couldn't reach. How? How? And the only answer was Hashem. Hashem helped me. It was a miracle. God saved my child. And so after she got out of the hospital, she said, 
We need to reconnect with Hashem. We need to reconnect with God. We need to reconnect with our Judaism. She flew back to Eretz Yisrael. She moved back to Israel and she put her children in to Jewish schools, Jewish yeshivas. But they were very behind, as you can imagine. And her oldest, a 10-year-old, joins the yeshiva. They've already begun to learn Gemara, Talmud. And they're learning the fifth parak of Baba Kama. And he's trying to keep up and he's trying and he's trying. But it's so difficult, so difficult for him. And after a number of months learning, he comes home and he's in tears. His mother says, Ami, that was his name, Ami, what's the matter? And he says, we have a test tomorrow on the entire fifth parak, fifth chapter of Baba Kama, Tracted Baba Kama. He said, there's no way, I just don't know it well enough. And his mother says, no, don't worry. Your Rebbe knows that we've had a late start, that we're joining late. He understands. You just do your best and don't worry. He's going to grade you as is appropriate for you. You don't have to sweat it. Don't, don't cry about it. But Ami went to bed that night and he was still very, very uncomfortable that he just did not know the material that he was going to be tested on the next day. In the morning, they wake up and she says, I see Ami comes out of his room and he's got a huge smile on his face. I said, Ami, what's, what's going on? He said, it's all going to be okay, Ima. Everything's going to be okay. Why? He said, because I had an amazing dream last night. She says, what was it? And little Ami tells her, in my dream last night, I was walking and I was walking with Abba. I was walking with Abba. And I said, Abba, Dad, do you know that we all became religious? And his father said to him, yes, because when you guys became religious, that's when they let me into Olam Haba, into Ghanaian, into paradise. I said, Abba, do you know I'm learning Baba Kama, I'm learning Gemara in Yeshiva. And his father said, yes, what you're learning in Yeshiva is the same Gemara they're teaching me in paradise. That's what they're learning with me in Gan Eden. And so little Ami says, really? Well, do you know I have a test on the fifth paragraph of Kama? Could you teach it to me? And Ami says, and Abba said to me, yes. And the whole night, Abba taught me the fifth parak of Baba Kama that he was learning in Gan Eden. The whole night we sat there learning Baba Kama. And this lady ends her speech and she says, my Ami got a hundred on that test. A hundred on that test that he learned with his father. You think when you're sitting there being a Jew and keeping the Torah mitzvahs, it's not a big deal. Ami's just a little boy being religious. Is that Shabbos? Is that Kedusha? Is that enough to overthrow Amalek? Is that enough to, to light up the world? When he was just being a regular from Jew, that's when they led his father into paradise. Because he was being religious, his father went into paradise. When he started learning Gomorrah, that's the Gomorrah they began to learn with his father in Ganadin. No, he didn't learn the Gomorrah like a supermaster. 
just like a little 10-year-old boy struggling with a page of Gemara. And that's what opened up that Gemara in paradise for his father. And for sure, it's waiting for him for when he comes. You wake up in the morning, my friends, you think you reach out and you do a mitzvah and elo. What does it mean? What's it worth? You'll be a from Jew, a religious Jew. You'll keep the Torah. But what are you doing? Is it worth anything? Up in paradise in Ganadin, they're opening up doors for your grandfather, for your great-grandfather, for everyone who came before you. They're opening up new places in Ganadin for everyone that's responsible for your existence. Because what? Because you are keeping the Torah today. Because you are taking out a safer and learning a little today. Because you are doing a mitzvah today. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.